We're rolling. Uh, welcome to our first podcast, and it's yet to be named. Uh, my name is Utpal Nadigar. Anish here. I thought he's gonna say I'm also yet to be named. <laughs> Christian. Uh, all right. So uh, this is gonna be our first episode as part of the podcast, which we haven't named yet. So I'll just repeat the same thing again. <laughs> we don't have sponsors yet, so we are cutting cost on. Uh, this whole segment can be uh, put put aside for a paid uh, this thing. You can pay us. Um, so this is going to be a first podcast uh, before the, the year runs out. It's 2019. It's 28 December, um, and it's five in the evening. <laughs> so and uh, Sam's still in the room. We clearly do not have an agenda for today, and we just have to fill in time. That's what we're going to do. So since it's uh, almost the end of the year, uh, what we're going to be picking on first up is uh, a new year resolution. No. 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 New Year resolutions and goals, and if they work or not. Uh, so generally, we all set out goals. Why the fuck are you talking like this? <laughs> we generally we set out goals before the year starts off, but uh, m- most of the times it doesn't really work. So we're going to be talking about if it really works or not, and uh, do goals really matter? Yeah. So therefore, you've been in the industry for quite a while, so I'm sure you've seen your clients uh, talk about uh, goals and. Uh, New Year resolutions and all, and what is your take on that? You don't have to blush. You can say it without blushing. <laughs> <laughs> He's still blushing. Okay, why are you asking me tough questions, dude? I thought it's supposed to be like a fun, <laughs> interactive session. But, but there is still an agenda. So how how long? Uh, how many marks? Question is this? This is, uh, this five. is yeah, this two five-ish. Five-ish. Uh, ideally, uh, everybody. Who trained the last week of uh, the year are the guys who do not have resolutions, and most of the people that I've interacted with uh, clearly do not have resolutions because uh, they are not the guys who look at uh, fitness as an end-to-end uh, chapter. But this is for people who clearly want motivation. So res- resolutions are for people who clearly require a start-stop mechanism to work for them. Ideally, it's a good—it's a good scene because. Uh, you get a lot of company along with you, so you just you are just not alone making resolutions because uh, there are hundreds of thousand people actually waiting for Jan first to start kickstart their uh, fitness journey, and it's a good it's a good start because you are actually following a lot of people around you who's with you in the same uh, ship. But that's a good point. But what I see normally is that you know uh, it's it's it's, it's there are studies which prove that you have only like ten percent of people who stick to the resolutions in the first place. I mean, a lot of the commercial gyms are hoping for these guys to walk in because uh, they know that they will not show up post two weeks in Jan. So, why do you think that really happens, and what do you think is the scene? It's a, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot to do with uh, FOMO. It's the fear of missing out because I know for a fact that a lot of people do it because their friends are doing it, and yeah. uh, they do not really have a strong objective in their head in terms of fitness goals because they haven't interacted with somebody uh, professional about it and they've just had a conversation with their friends who are doing it so ideally deep down uh, they really do not have a strong base to continue this and over a period of time they realize that that's something that they do not really enjoy because the friends have uh, either stopped or uh, they do not really think that's something that they wanted it's a it's a it's a shot basically uh, to try to see if it's something that you clearly enjoy or not. Also, it also depends on how badly you want what you really want. Generally, 
a lot of people who with goals which mean something will for sure carry it out so I would I would disagree with that because if you really want something too bad you would probably not wait for uh, yeah, a new you really don't have to wait yeah, for to do it tomorrow yeah. so it's, it basically it's like a start of a new chapter in your life and you want a chapter to have a name to it and a and a and a start mechanism to it so ideally you would say that okay this is my new year resolution chapter 1 let's see how long it's going to Want. But I feel what happens is these guys don't come up with set plans. So they have very big goals. Like I want to start exercising. I want to lose twenty kilos. I want to do this every day. But they do not break down their things into what do I do tomorrow to kickstart this and how do I make it a habit. I mean, habit creation is something that we have on agenda coming up. Uh, but I feel this is a main main issue that they start too hard. They do not believe in baby steps. They just throw themselves into the deep end of the pool and then they find it's too tough. They sink and then they just give up. Let let me just add on to what you just said. Truly uh, accepted a very valid point. But the reason why this is happening and it's happening in a large percentage is only because uh, people do not seek professional help to this. They are looking at uh, celebrities who are endorsing new resolutions. They are looking at uh, uh, gyms using this as a promotional tactic to uh, sell. Uh, memberships totally, totally. so uh, they don't really do not see this as a deep dug uh, value add added system in their life correct fair also uh, i also feel like it's just like when school starts right you get a new notebook it's like you're getting a new notebook you're turning a new leaf you still have to write in that notebook at the end of the day you have to put in those words into the notebook to realize your goals fair enough Well, I think we we brought about a lot of words in this first topic, like goals, habits, and stuff like. So I think that's going to be our a no-brainer to just delve deeper into that. So let's talk about goal setting and habits next. So habits define what the the it's the path towards getting to that goal, right? How disciplined you are, how you're repeating what you're supposed to be doing every single day. You're getting back at it every damn day. So that is what you have to do to make sure that. creating good habits to achieve that goal is where you reach that goal what do you say uh, for me uh, i would say that goal setting is a very uh, very big picture it's basically a prioritization of uh, things that you want to achieve in life it's about uh, ranking your uh, dreams your uh, needs your wants and then you trying to work on it like my priority for example for this 20 uh, for this year would be like the 2020 would be for example study three more uh, languages so i would see that how i work through it right and uh, i just as an example don't like uh, don't <laughs> english english happens three to fucking be three fucking languages yeah, english, english three english. languages will be yeah, will be english hindi and kannada <laughs> think that i've been trying to the last 20 years so it's just the same but i'm just saying that's just priority like your what is the priority for you you if if fitness is a priority if you know for a fact that you are unhealthy you are unfit and you have things to achieve this year that revolves around a fit life then priority of going to a gym will be on the top but if it's something that we, that you do not believe in it's not a priority it's not going to help you in your job or in your workforce then ideally it's going to slide down just like uh, how uh, being a vegetarian for 10 days and then suddenly you start missing biryani and then you're like okay and that's gone you're done you're done for the year like you're never going to come back to a because you're going to keep waiting for another opportunity another date another uh, sequence in your life to yeah. actually start this off with 
So I mean, I, I mean, a personal thing of me, like to set a habit, what I do is I start very small. So I, I always believe in baby steps. Like if I want to do something really big at the end of like maybe in a month or something, what I, I, I do something for like five minutes. So let's say I want to read every night. So I, I just make sure that I read for five minutes a day, five minutes a night for two weeks. And that slowly picks up because, and I, and I also believe a lot in triggers. Like me brushing my teeth at night is a trigger for me to get into bed and open my book and read. So that has really helped me. Uh, that was very sensitive. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a very sensitive. Me sensor. brushing my teeth to get into the bed. <laughs> that, uh, that code I, word. We need to make it this uh, PG-13. <laughs> but also, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> also. Really, he's into really small things. <laughs> Yeah, but discipline, in a sense, is enjoying monotony. So, <laughs> can I understand shit? <laughs> is, yeah. is repeatability. You getting know, married. <laughs> not getting married. It's eating the same thing 30 days in a month. Yeah, that's not getting married. The monotony, I would so say basically, to join the two of you, your thoughts is basically trigger to brush your teeth and eating the same thing in the bed every day. <laughs> Please, it's again PG-13 audience that we're trying to cater to. <laughs> okay, moving on. She would be like, Colgate ki taas ki. Listerine girl. It's like, aha se aha. All of you are open for partnerships. <laughs> You can come in and uh, we are ready for partnerships. <laughs> guys, we are still open for sponsors. So if you guys want us to give you a shout out for anything, please let us know. Yeah. Moods condom. <laughs> are you listening to us? <laughs> okay, talking about eating in the bed and brushing our teeth, we're going to come to our next topic, which is basically eating. Uh, dieting, weight loss, calorie deficit, calorie excess. What is what is that and what is it all about? These are all, uh, with what I feel, like these are all... Uh, um, these are all created jargons to uh, inspire people. Basically, uh, I would like to use these big words and say that, okay, I'm on a calorie deficit and I'm on this diet and I'm trying to lose some weight doing this. Basically, it is all to put it out there that you're trying to be cool. Honestly, uh, these really don't mean to a level at which you're working out. These words are not something that you need to be talking. you got to follow a good lifestyle and everything is going to fall in place. Nobody... 50 years or 40 years back we're talking these big words because they had a very sorted lifestyle they yeah. ate right they worked out they slept on time and everything was sorted nobody had okay I'm on a calorie deficit diet like these words have just come out now in this generation when you have to suddenly come out of the come out of the box and say oh I'm trying to be a little cooler than yeah. you yeah. it's just that I feel this is my personal thought there are people who get inspired by using these words. Go ahead, use it. But I'm saying, deep down, you got to fix your lifestyle, buddy. Yeah, eating on time, eating three meals a day, making sure you're hitting your macros and micros. Now, I, I know both of you all laugh saying that you did not get what I'm trying to say, but... Fuck <laughs> off, <buddy. laughs> uh, But yeah, I mean, uh, eating is definitely a very big thing, especially now when you have everything at your fingertips. So, I mean, the, the number of apps out there, I mean, life has become very, very convenient now. So, there's hardly any movement happening whether it be at work, whether it be like even a barber comes home to cut your hair. I mean, the the, the, the amount of convenience we have in life right now is so unparalleled that we actually, there is no movement happening in life at all. And it, I mean, and that and lifestyle is a very, a way more important word than actually calorie deficit, calorie excess and stuff like uh, Because we need to make sure that we, we, we cook our own food, we eat fresh food rather than just, you know, getting delivered food because at the end of the day, it's all a business, right? Even the, even the, the best of restaurants have to make a have to make you come back to their restaurant. So they have to make it tasty, yummy, sweet, whatever. 
Um, so lifestyle is the number one word if you are looking to cut weight down this year. Peter. Also, do you think that micromanaging and micromonitoring is really necessary? So a lot of people we see these days have those scales at home, monitoring every single ounce of food that they eat. Is it really necessary? I bought a scale one year back. I've used it zero times. So uh, again, it goes two ways, guys. It's about uh, motivation, right? Because uh, weight loss is all about how do you motivate yourself or fitness journey. Let's not use the word weight loss because it's too negative. Let's talk about uh, living a very... Fit and healthy lifestyle is all about motivating yourself to get out of the bed, go to a gym or go to a place where you could probably work out, eat healthy because this is going to be monitored. It's like, a, it's like a school routine. You have tea break, you have lunch break, you have syllabus to study, something like that. And eventually what happens once you finish your schooling, it's all a process. You've understood what you're required to do out of life. You've, you've learned how to prioritize things and you know how difficult it is to get through the first phase of it. So uh, you wouldn't want to go back to it. So once you get to a point where you know that you've adapted to a lifestyle, these things will not matter. Like right now, I can talk all this because I've crossed a decade of training. But I started my journey measuring all this. And it was quite some motivation, man, because I know for a fact that I used to measure my calories. I used to measure my uh, sleep hours. I still do. And I used to work on my fitness. And I, I used to be motivated talking about it to people that I'm on a 1600 cal diet and stuff. But now it does not matter because it's a lifestyle. Uh, okay, uh, coming to sugar. Uh, a lot of people call Susie names using the <laughs> the word, but uh, it's it's a, it's spoken about a lot uh, in the industry, outside the industry, by people here and there. Is it what what is so bad about sugar? What 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 is defining so much of talk, guys? Uh, Let's just let's just use some uh, metaphors to describe sugar, right? Sugar is basically uh, uh, petrol, diesel, right? It's it's fueling your uh, your engine, right? The engine, not what you think, Anish. <laughs> the actual engine of your body. It fuels your uh, energy system. Sugar is important. It's the most important tool uh, for survival. The form of sugar is key, right? I have to prioritize uh, what kind of sugar goes into my body. Like from sugar, how how much can I get more value out of it, right? If, I, if I'm if i eating watermelon, it's sugar. But along with that comes a lot of other nutrients, uh, nutrients that are still important. And it's it becomes a whole wholesome meal. And But, but if I'm just going to a bakery and um, putting a chocolate cake uh, into my system, it's pure sugar. There is no nutrition value deriving out of it. I'm not saying do not eat your sugar, do not eat your chocolate cake. But you gotta you gotta think through this. What is more important for you at that minute? Eating a piece of cake, or just holding back to your craving? Have something which is sweet. Like cut your craving by eating something sweet with some nutrition value, right? Yeah. I won't want I I won't want to be boring here because see, provided the fact that there's the accessibility to a lot of um, tasty food these days. It's very difficult to resist uh, eating around your friends, eating around in a family event. But you've got to have that strong willpower and say no. Like Just say no that you don't want to eat this today. Your cheat day is coming. Again, the same thing. Like how resolution, you have a thing to look at as a stop. So I would say that once a month, on a Saturday, last Saturday of the month, it would be a cheat day. I will binge on chocolate cake. Period. Then life makes sense. 
So this is there's another point here of nutrient dense and calorie dense. That's what that's exactly what you spoke about. So how nutrient dense is your food or how calorie dense is your food? Nutrient dense is that it's filling all the parameters. It's filling the vitamins, the minerals, the proteins, the carbs, the fats, everything. You're ticking all boxes. That's what nutrient dense means. Calorie dense is it means that you're just putting in the calories but you're not filling in each box. So what I've seen from my experience is that I've seen like two kinds of people. So one is like who can have their sweets in moderation. So if you give them a large bar of candy, let's say silk, and uh, they can have like one bite a day and keep that same bar for like a a, a month in their fridge. But but there's another guy, a kind of pe- person who can just you know take the whole bar and finish it in a day, and then you know not look at uh, buying chocolates for the. So you need to actually find out what kind of person you are. Personally, I'm a very I'm the second kind of a guy. Uh, if I get a if I get a bar of chocolate, I'm going to finish the whole thing in one go. Um, so what works for me basically is that I do not keep any sweets in my house. I there is nothing in my house. If I feel like having something, I just go out and buy and eat it at the same time. Um, and then when I come back home, basically there's nothing to gorge on. There's no uh, apart from uh, toothbrushing at night. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that works for me personally. So uh, yeah. Also, uh, you gotta you gotta understand in terms of uh, common man's understanding because. Uh, See if you probably go to a doctor, and if he uses a word like you have issues with your heart, and there's like I don't know how to explain it, but if he gets too technical about it, you know it's not gonna fly past your understanding. It's just gonna fly over the head. Yeah, fly over the head. What you wanna do is you wanna explain in a very simple way that buddy, there is this road where the blood goes into your heart, and there is cholesterol, or there's a blockage, and there is no traffic movement of blood into your heart. It's problem because there's there's not gonna be uh, enough scenes going into your heart, into your brain, into your lungs. It's a problem. So you make them understand the what causes that blockage, and people will kind of relate. Now if I tell them that boss, if you are not exercising, and if you because there's no blood flow, if the blood gets thickened out, and there's cholesterol in your blood, and there's sugar in your blood, and there is stoppage somewhere, yeah. they'll relate to it. The problem is these days the the complicated terms being used just to try to be a little um, uh, out of the box. Makes it very hard for common man to understand. Right. Right. Now, now a lot of people have a misconception that vegan diet is vegetarian diet, which is so untrue. I know a lot of vegans are vegetarians, but that comes along with a way of living. Right. right. Uh, veganism is purely a, a way of living. It's not a, a way diet. of living. True. It's not a diet. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, I I can still be cruel to animals and be on a vegan diet. A lot of people think that, which is. Very not. It's more on the value side. Yeah, yeah, so you gotta understand that a lot of people don't understand this. Exactly. You gotta you gotta drill it down in a way that they understand that was, be nice to animals, and that's the lifestyle you gotta leave. So, so I think once they understand, like probably what you're saying is once they understand how sugar is bad for you and what it yeah, does in exactly. the body. That's it, what they, I they, Yeah. So they pro- probably start uh, getting to the understanding realize, level yeah. Yeah. and the 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 teacher's responsibility to make the students understand yeah. is the key. Right. right. You like, could you could tell them a hundred things, but if it's not something that they understand, they're not never gonna follow it. True. Also, at the end of the day, you cannot completely restrict, right? You can you can like say you'll sustain. Okay. You you cannot completely eliminate a food group. You'll have to eat a bit of everything, sustain, make sure you're not completely restricting any particular food group. Beat sugars, beat any different. Yeah, exactly. Like Anish likes brushing his teeth, then. 